Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back. Sports to the Max. Twins win 14-4 over the Oakland A's to take the series and move on to Kansas City. Trying to continue to get healthy. You'll hear it on Friday night, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock on 830-WCCO. Joining us in the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, the band who runs Canterbury Park, Randy Sampson. And uh, Randy, you couldn't get a much nicer night so far for, for race and opening night than, than tonight, could you? Nope, you are right, Mike. Uh, thanks for having me on tonight. We are having a lovely opening day here. The sun's still shining, got... Uh, Four races in already and four more to go, including a couple of stakes and, you know, a nice crowd for opening day. So off to a great start. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you tonight was, you know, the after effect of the Kentucky Derby and the Minnesota Lions involved in that. I know you know the owners and the, and the groups well that were out there uh, competing in it. Um, why did? Let me ask you a couple of novice questions. Why this year? Did, did is that just pure chance that the Minnesota owners ended up with the right bloodlines, the right horses that all of a sudden uh, they're front and center in the, in the Kentucky Derby? Yes, um, it, it was quite a coincidence, and and I've been you know we bought the track in 1994, and and for five years or more, I guess prior to that, I was very involved in racing, and this is the first time that. Anybody from uh, Minnesota, you know, race, Canterbury racing people have have uh, participated, and so it was highly unusual to get two of them. You know, and one one of them is a guy, Jeff Drown, who, you know, both Barry Butso and his wife and and Jeff, you know, go to Kentucky and buy some nice horses. So they're you know they're serious players in the industry. It's not like this was a total fluke. But in the case of Jeff, you know, he has I would say he's chased the Derby. He's he's uh, wanted to find the right horse and get a chance to race in the derby barry you know has had a lot of horses i don't think he ever he never really expected to go and and in fact had one that he bred so that's really cool i mean that that's even more uh difficult more unique that to have your own mare that you race take it to a stallion you know get a nice baby and all of a sudden you got your uh a horse that you know you bred in the kentucky derby so yeah, my my main aftermath of the Derby, I actually got to go. I went this year, Mike. Because Did you go? Our, yeah, with our two local people, I wanted to go yeah. support the cause. Thought it'd be fun. You know, again, I've never really had a chance to go to the Derby when I knew the owner, knew some owners, and I came back with an empty wallet and a and a uh, case of COVID. So I, oh, I uh, no, you got a double whammy, huh? Yeah, I got the double whammy. So just about like everybody, I'm I'm feeling fine now and and off my quarantine and. But uh, a lot of us, you sound like you've got a cold or something going on. It's, just, it's just, just a little, but I've been good. Yeah, I've been able to avoid it so far. But it, I, yeah. I would imagine a lot of people. May, I mean, one hundred fifty thousand people is one hundred fifty thousand people, right? Yeah, right. There was about uh, 
there's a whole group that went down there on one of the Steve Urban Charters. I know you talked oh, about yeah. Steve, and uh, they did a great job organizing and, and had a fun fun weekend. But of my family and friends, there was 10 of us that went, and I think five of us ended up with COVID. So, But, it, but again, it's, you know, nobody's, nobody's sicker than just a, just a cold. Well, yeah, but along those week. lines, Randy, as long as you bring it up, I mean, we're going into another phase of COVID. It seems like it doesn't seem as severe in terms of what people get, and I know you have to respect it, but, but how do, you know, for, you've been dealing with this the third season. You've had to deal with it in one way, shape, or form. How do you deal with that out at, at Canterbury? I just feel like we're all kind of, I don't know if we're educated or uneducated about this anymore. Yeah, I don't know either, Mike. It, uh, but you know, business as usual now. I mean, people aren't wearing masks, and, yeah. and you know, people are having a good time. And and again, it's it, you know, at least the impacts are are you know, we do have a, quite a few employees again that are starting to test positive and need to take some time off. But um, very very few are having any 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 serious symptoms. So it does seem like we're down now to where for most people like me it was. It was just a cough, and now it's gone, and we move on. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, if this is, who knows when it's going to go away. But good news is it does, you know, uh, you know, in the Derby, the place is packed. People weren't wearing yep. masks. There were 150,000 people there having a good time and hooting and hollering. And, and so it's nice to see, you know, life getting somewhat back to absolutely, normal. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I want to go back to when you breed a horse like that, and let's say the goal is Kentucky Derby. Uh, aside from the bloodlines... What can you do to raise a horse to be a Kentucky Derby entrant? I mean, you know, we, with athletes, we talk about they got to have natural ability, but you have to work really, really hard. You got to train this muscle, put them on this diet. Is that true in horse racing as well, or do you either get the right bloodlines or you don't? Oh no, I'm sure there is. Uh, you know, we've I haven't I haven't personally experienced it, but uh, but for sure, you know, you can the way you raise a horse, train a horse, and and develop a horse certainly will have an impact on how successful it is. In this case, just as a kind of an interesting sidebar, and, and I really want to stress that at Canterbury we've got great trainers, great horsemen, you know, that have been in yep. the business a long time and done a good job. But, you know, in this case, both of these trainers um, had, you know, had used local trainers, had used a variety of trainers when they're racing around the country, both of these Minnesota owners. And but both of them recently gave you know their nicer horses to you know what are really two of the top trainers in the country. You hear about Baffert, who's got his issues right now, but yeah. the other two guys, Brad Cox and, and uh, I'm drawing a blank right now on the on the other name, but they, they ended up you know getting their horses to the you know two of the best trainers in the country. And so I have to look at that and say that's not a coincidence. You know that these guys are successful for a reason and and they do tend to you know have top horses in the top races chad brown is the other one that uh, uh was was the trainer for for jeff drown and so i i do believe getting to the right trainers and and having the right program clearly is a you know is a big factor in in that success do, do, you, do you anticipate this does a lot uh for the track or are your crowds going to be basically the same and, and somewhat contingent on weather as much as anything else yeah, probably. It's you know usually there isn't a lot of long term carryover from these things, but it certainly was great PR, great uh, great to see you know local horses running. Barry Butso, who had Zozos in the race, just won the the uh, I think the second race here at Canterbury tonight. So Did he? He's off to a good start, but but yeah, it uh, uh, will you know 
continue to see, you know, how, how, you know, how things play out. But I, I do think the exposure was great for Minnesota. What gets in the blood of an owner? I mean, I mean, uh, you know, you and I competed when we were kids for a long time. We played baseball in there. We, we did lots of sports and whatnot. Does this become an extension for many? You know, we can't keep playing for our whole lives. Do, do, are most owners driven uh, because they were uh, athletes at one time and, and this is their new form of competition? What, what gets inside them? What's their DNA makeup? I, I really think that is the case. Um, the uh, it is a it is the competition. I know that's with my family and my dad uh, when he had the horses. It was a love of the horses, but really just the competition, wanting to be in the game and be a, you know be competing. And uh, that so I I do really think that that's what with a lot of these horse owners that's the main thing is they they it's a opportunity to you know to some degree it's kind of like owning your own sports franchise on a on a smaller level to to be able to have a racing stable and go out and you know and it and it's really really cool like in the butso's case when you have an opportunity to have a horse that you actually bred and and see that it's like one of your kids you know being being a professional athlete or something how cool that would be yeah, for sure. Now, Randy, at Canterbury this year, now that we're back to a sense of normalcy, uh, and last year we had it to an extent, uh, wh- what's new, what's different, what do we got? Well, as far as our racing days, we have uh, we have changed that up again. When we, you know, in 2020, when we couldn't have crowds, you know, we went to an all-weekday, Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, to get the out-of-state handle, and it worked, you know, it worked well. We really did get for you know, not being able to have a crowd, it, it did uh, offset some of the decline in revenues. And so then last year we went back to, you know, we dropped Monday and added Sunday, which has always been a great family day for us. And, you know, Sunday afternoon uh, racing has always been successful. We do our wiener dog races oh, and, yeah. and uh, the camels and ostriches, ostriches coming and back this year. Or do yeah, you, are you still negotiating yeah, with their agents? Yeah. yeah. All, all that fun <laughs> stuff. And, and, uh, so and then, but then this year we decided to, you know, we wanted to race Saturday too to to be able to get more weekend racing. So we now have a, a Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday at five o'clock post time, and then Sunday at one o'clock post time. So we're we're sort of back to our old schedule, but we're still trying to maintain some of that out of state handle with the Wednesday, Thursday racing, and we'll see how it goes. But it has been. It's been good. The, you know, we did learn some things in COVID um, that that have been helpful, actually. You know, and you figure out some things that work. I mean, we would have never had the guts to say, you know, well, maybe we should race Monday through Thursday and see how that yeah. goes. You know, knowing that you're going to take a beating from the crowd, uh, but we did it uh, because of COVID and found out that our handle went up dramatically, and we really did develop a following around the country of, of horse players who hadn't really followed Canterbury and now, you know, started started watching and playing our races and enjoy you know, we do have a great program, great track announcer with Paul Allen and, and good, you know, T V production and and good quality of racing and we've now started to be discovered around the country. But now you got PA back on the weekends, you gotta give you your weekends back again, huh? Yep, I guess so. Yep. <laughs> Remember now, now uh, regale me with one good dark star story. When, when he was uh, at the end, uh, the last several years at Canterbury, he, he was a part-time employee for you. Um, but uh, what would he do on a daily basis out there when when he came out there uh, on a Saturday or whatever? What, what was his actual role? Well, 
it was a rather undefined role with Dark. <laughs> he, he he was the the as you know the dean of the press box, and yep. and uh, he liked to you know I mean you'd go up there and he'd have his box of pizza and his cheese curds and his pack of cools, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and all of his entourage around him. But he he did do uh, you know of course in the early days he was a you know public handicapper and doing you know and, and start that's how he you know got started yeah. doing horse picks. Uh, but we, he, he, you know, worked on the TV show, as you know. We had years and years of uh, great relationship with you and and uh, Dark and oh, yeah. Ed and Ricey on yeah. the on the uh, sports show. Uh, and and you know, he we did our own Canterbury report yep. and and got a lot of uh, you know. And plus, he he did do the you know handicapping before the races. You know, would come down and give his picks before the races. So he was he was. <laughs> A, uh, he, was, he had a presence, is what you're saying, if yes, not he, defined. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Hey, Randy, we I hope we can do this again during the summer, sure. but always he good is, to uh, visit with you, my friend, and, and good to see that you're back in business and going well. Yeah, I appreciate it, Mike. It is great to be getting back to normal here and seeing fans out here and everybody cheering and having a good you time. Bet. Yeah, That's all we ask. Thanks, Randy. Yep, thank you, Mike. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.